Welcome once again to We Muse Aloud, a podcast where anonymous voices share their thoughts on a theme within a dreamscape of music and ambient sound. This is episode 5, and in it we will explore procrastination, our struggles with doing what we know we need to do. How do we sabotage our efforts in those critical moments when the deadline is approaching and all we can do is everything else? Is there ever validity to wasting one's time? As always, We Muse Aloud is best enjoyed with headphones. This episode feels particularly soothing, so don't feel guilty if our contributing voices lull you to sleep. Whatever else you need to get done right now can wait. And now, episode 5, Procrastination. I am a procrastinator. I am definitely a procrastinator. I always get things done on a deadline, but it's very often the day before that deadline happens. Um, there are some problematic ways, and there are some, um, I guess, structural or helpful ways. I mean, I guess one of the trends in, you know, people who procrastinate by reading about procrastination is uh, they talk a lot about structured procrastination. So people who um, know that they have five unpleasant tasks and that if they tried to tackle right resume, um, they would not fold the laundry and instead watch YouTube. So instead, they fold the laundry to avoid writing the resume. They write the resume to avoid writing the grant proposal. They write the grant proposal to avoid spending time with their family, and they avoid um, or they spend time with their family to avoid um, getting on to the life's purpose. I will put off work by doing other work. Um, Whereas in, I, I tend to keep a lot of different projects going at the same time. Uh, and there's always something that I should be doing, especially working as a freelancer nowadays. It means that I'm kind of never working, but I'm never not working either. If I am in a structured environment, university for instance, not a procrastinator at all. I'd be the first one done my essays. You have a clear essay topic and you will get to do it. I would go to Robarts and do it, be, like well within time to edit it. Now in life without structure, I procrastinate about everything, especially things and mostly things that require any kind of decision. Those, sometimes I can procrastinate so long that they disappear because I've failed to make the decision and my life has fallen apart to the point where I, the decision is irrelevant. Um, so there's an inherent pressure to, to make sure that I'm pitching every day or that I'm getting an article done every day or that I'm working on new material every day. Um, and I find that I'm always kind of like twittering away at something. Um, so, um, for instance, I was supposed to finish a story today and instead I wrote two pitches in an article, which is great, but not the thing I was supposed to get done. Um. Ooh, I've gotten better um, than I used to be, uh, for sure. But I've always, always been far heavier on the side of procrastinating than um, getting things done in a timely manner. The thing is, uh, it, it, it's become a bit of a dangerous game for me. I mean, frankly, it always was procrastinating, the dangerous game. It's like hunting man. Anyway, um, uh, 
And the game for me is uh, being able to keep my commitments and get the things done, but in a way that almost says like, hey, fuck you to time. And so what schedules uh, say I need to do. So it's like as much uh, hubris as it is panic. Um, and I recognize that in myself. And um, while I'm still not great at like putting out a plan of action, I find um, if it's just me, if it's something that only affects me, then I can let things slide like, oh my God, I just, like a crocodile mile of a slide, like just like what ifs. But um, uh, working in teams, working in groups, knowing that um, I need to have things done so that I don't, you know, hurt somebody else. Then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I've, I have to, I've got to make a plan. I have to get things done. But oftentimes that intention is mitigated by habit. Um, that used to be that I couldn't do anything at all because I get so crippled by it needing to be perfect that I would only ever write 200 words and edit the shit out of them until I didn't even know who I was anymore. Um, so I may have the very best ideas of, of uh, uh, you know, say I'm working on a script or a sketch and, and I need to have it in by a certain day. I'm like, okay, I know generally speaking how long it takes me to write, or uh, if it's a sketch or an idea that I'm struggling with, then I know I'm gonna have to give myself extra time. And I know I enjoy working in short bursts with breaks. So, um, and then on top of that, I have other shows that I'm doing, or I have rehearsals that I have to get to, and then I have things I have to do for those rehearsals and those shows. So, okay, in my mind, I've created a map of what it is that I need to do so that I'm not failing a bunch of people. And uh, I start off well, you know, it's like in Arrested Development, it's like I keep those balls in the air and I do that and I'm juggling and everything's going very well. But then that, that need to just not do it starts kicking in. I do often need that pressure to, to really kick myself into gear, but hmm, it's not something that always is an issue. It depends on, I think what it is. If it's something that I know I can get away with last minute, I will. But I have, it's whenever the fear comes in, like it's like if it's a performance thing or something, and when I really start to be like, oh shit, like I'm gonna fuck this up if I don't start now, that's when I start. And but depending on the task, it's closer and closer. It might be the 11th hour with some things. And then I, if it's something I know I can just do and throw out there at the last minute, then I will do that. But if there's the fear of really fucking it up, sometimes I'll start earlier or some, I mean, if I don't, then it just, I get to a bad place. If I leave it to 11th hour, like that kind of panic. But I've not historically been someone who does that. It feels that way, but I think the anxiety usually catches up to me earlier than that. I have a, I have a, an 8.30 to 4.30 a day job, and I procrastinate within that. And then I also have a creative life in which I procrastinate. Um, creatively, I need absolutely all of the materials in one space and the inspiration and motivation. Um, like all within the instant of the idea itself. Or I will procrastinate for say a year and a half, which is my current life state. I think because I'm mostly right, uh, I always think that I haven't done enough research or I'm not in the right mood uh, and I never learn from this lesson when it happens. Uh, 
but when I'm forced to do it, it turns out I did do all the research. I don't need to be in some kind of perfect Zen sort of mood to, to actually do it. I've actually been doing it for years and I'm kind of good at it, uh, but I always forget that with every project. So it never takes as much time as I thought it would. And once I finally sit down and make myself do it, it goes by pretty smoothly. It's actually fun. And then at work, I, I leave all of the most tedious, like, data entry bullshit to the very end just because it is the worst. Um, and eventually I have to do it so there will be a full day of like full on just hate work, just like a whole day of terror because I just couldn't face getting it done when I actually felt good about things. So <laughs> there's kind of, there's, there's two types of procrastination for me. Oh, I'll, I'll, I mean, first of all, checking Facebook, like, just mindlessly and constantly. A lot of cleaning. I'll clean the kitchen, I'll clean my bedroom. Um, the place will never be so clean as when I should be doing anything else. I like to pick on my boyfriend, um, pet my cats. Um, one thing, okay, so when I, I was actually a massive procrastinator my whole life. I, I came out of the womb basically not wanting to do anything I was supposed to do. And just being like, oh, looks does it. Like, I don't give a shit about any of this. And then clicking on every link, like BuzzFeed, I'm like, I hate it. And I click on it, I'm like, hate this list. I'm so angry at internet, like hate, hate, hate. And just, I can do that for hours. Look at shit that I hate on the internet. And it just makes me so angry because I know I should be doing other stuff, but I'll just read this other like, 10 reasons that winter is the best season. And I'm like, this is, could be written by a fucking chimpanzee. And I'm reading it and I'm hating it, but I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish the whole list and then I'm gonna click on the next one. Um, and then I graduated from university and started living on my own. Um, and I realized that caring for myself is really hard. Um, and that if I didn't accomplish basic tasks, I would be hungry and destitute. Um, so I actually have a lot of anxiety around task accomplishment. Um, I get a lot of stuff done that I feel like has to get done. But I don't enjoy any of that, really, except for maybe the making lists and the, the checking lists off. So if I'm not making something, I kind of con myself into believing that I'm like accomplishing so much to keep myself alive um, and to keep like our home nice or our cats fed or you know all of the things that that are required just for sheer survival. I think like like Emily, my girlfriend, she's quite good at staying. Like she loves to be organized, color coding things. I think that kind of makes. I mean, she, she has, you know, OCD. Um, and I think that kind of makes sense of her life for her, because it keeps things organized, and if things don't get, are not organized, then she gets anxiety. So I think in those ways, the people like that, they, they procrastination is, can be terrifying if things have not gone exactly how they planned them. Um, 
in a larger sense, but like, so there's, like, I think, sorry, I don't know why I'm talking about disorders right now, like mental disorders, but then you have, like, things like depression, where uh, procrastination is terrifying, uh, because that's kind of like, like a dangerous time uh, in, in depression where your, your thoughts can get away from you, so you need things to distract you from uh, going down that kind of hole. Uh, so, having projects to work on are, are great. That being said, uh, procrastination is really when we live and when we think about uh, our mortality and who we are as people. So it's vital. Uh, so I don't think anyone cannot possibly procrastinate because I think that's where we're human, most of all, is in that in-between time where we're not distracting ourselves with a project that however you know, important it might feel to us, is really just distracting us from death. I guess um, I've tried over the years to really look at a task. So it does cause me anxiety. And then when it does, I look at the task and I say, okay, do I have to do this? And I think something that helps me is when I try to frame everything as optional. It's like a torturing myself. I probably would rather do the thing I'm supposed to do, but I just can't, so yeah. Well, I think for a, a solid couple of years, I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't do anything for the fear of that. Um, I can look at years of my life and be like, oh, I'm not sure what I did during that time period. And there's a couple of standout things, um, but... There'd be like months at a time where I wasn't really working on any project and I wasn't any doing any writing, but I still wanted to consider myself a writer um, or, you know, any other artistic project you want to put in there as well. I wasn't producing a show. I wasn't what have you. And I think I'd look back on that time period. Um, one of my recurring fantasies is going back in time with the knowledge that I have now uh, and being in my same body at a younger age um, and what I would do differently. Um, and I kept on thinking, oh, you know, if I only had more time, uh, if I only would have put more work in, and then I realized that I'm like, oh, I have to be doing these things now. Um, so I'm not looking in a couple more years and looking back at this. But there's a, I don't know, there's a weird contradiction there because one, if I can choose to not do it, then I will just be like, I won't do it. And then I don't, but then I actually do have to do it to get somewhere in life. So then I end up right back at square one. But if it's a really difficult task, I'll also say, well, I don't have to do it. I don't have to eat. I don't have to live in a n enclosed uh, location. I don't have to call anyone back. I don't have to do anything. I don't even have to file my taxes. It's just that if I don't, I won't get the return. Or if I don't do X, I'll go to jail. And that's a choice. All that being said, um I think that navel-gazing or walking around or going for a jog or just being in a room and looking at a wall is all part of it. And I think that there comes a point every day where I'm like, I have no more ability to write today. I have no more ability to create today. And what I need to do is fucking lie in bed and, and check my phone or look at the wall or um, you know, get outside and do something that's not work so that I can do more work tomorrow. 
And then when I just, I don't, even, I don't even have to continue living, right? Like I could just not, I could just not exist. And then, you know, I usually get there pretty fast and then I go, well, I'll persist. And then I just do the thing. But yeah, it, it causes me, it causes me some anxiety. Um, like when I'm, say, you know, I guess the classic one is trying to write something, right? Trying to force yourself to articulate something that isn't ready to be articulated. Um, and uh, on those nights, when I prolong that for, you know, four, six, 14 hours, um, I, I would often find myself in university getting into a state where I'd be lying on the bed in the middle of the night with the computer on but not facing me and the overhead light on, um, just lying um, absolutely <laughs> somewhere in a state between paralysis and seizure, like, um, like unable to move from the horizontal but rapidly and alternately shaking all the limbs and clenching my fists and face, um, like Ian Curtis dancing, but horizontal. Um, and that's how I kind of like compartmentalize my thoughts and, and go through my process to then get back to what the work is. So I think that like when we're talking about procrastination, I mean, there's definitely things that I think I do that are not um, beneficial to me and not part of uh, a larger process, uh, not to sound too up my own ass about it, but um, most of the time, all of it's just a part of it. And then sometimes um, I, I enjoy focusing on one thing so much that I don't want to let it go. Uh, I get into, especially with writing, like I get into a great headspace. I get into, I'm in a zone I, I, and uh, things are rollicking along and I know that if I leave that zone, I don't think I'm gonna get back to where this piece of writing needs. So I just keep chugging along at it and I kind of look at the clock and I'm like, okay. Well, I know I said by, you know, say it's like 6.30. I'm like, okay, I know I said I had to be done by 6.30 because then I have to get ready and get everything together for the rehearsal that I have to be at for 7.30 and transit takes sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, sometimes 50 minutes. It's the TTC. Who even knows? It's a chaotic black swan of transportation. Um, but then I'm like, I, I, I try to find ways that I can push it. And I'm like, okay, well, 6.30, I mean, maybe by 6.35 I could get this done. Okay, it's not done by then. All right, well, I mean 6.40, all right, sure. I can still take transit by this point. But then I start making deals with myself. I'm like, well, I am willing to pay for a cab to get to where I need to go because it's worth it for um, the price of admission into what this idea could be for what I'm working on right now. And then by seven, when I need to take a cab and it's still not quite done, Okay, well, um, hammer something out, and then I realize, oh, right, I have to get my rehearsal bag together. Oh, like, I should have done that earlier, but I didn't because I was in the zone, and, like, that seemed like something that I needed to do, so I did it, and okay, put the bag together. Oh, right, I've also got to, like, make sure my hair isn't gross and, and make sure that I'm presentable, and, oh, my God, that's right, I forgot that I had to read the script for, you know, Sing for Your Supper that's coming up. Oh, my God, okay, I'll have to do that after rehearsal. No problem, I can do that. Okay, send my script out that I needed to get done tonight. That's done. And that feels like a victory, even though I'm now going to be 15 minutes late for rehearsal. So it's it the, the kind of mental gymnastics that I am constantly performing. Like, if I did real gymnastics the way I do mental gymnastics, I would be the fittest motherfucker you've ever met. Like, oh my God, I'd have abs 
on my shoulders. I think when there's there's days where I can't do anything, which can either relate to laziness or depression, depending on what aspect of my brain I'm using that day. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I've been trying to get more efficient at getting work done. And I think that, um, again, like relaying back to what I said earlier, for a long time, I wasn't working to the best of my abilities. And if I could write, you know, a thousand words in a week, I'd be really happy. And now if I'm not getting that in a day, um, I don't feel like I've, I've done very much. So again, it's just trying to condition myself and work those muscles in order to be able to do as much stuff as I possibly can to the highest of my abilities. And I feel like sometimes I can't calm down and I can't, can't relax because of that, but I'm continuing to push to be able to be more efficient with my time and what I want to do in order to try to be the best version of myself and, and make the stuff that's going to connect and, and hopefully keep me from being poor forever. I think it's a, it's a, it's a complex situation and could be a kind of flip of the coin because I think you can go either way with parenting. like. You could have a parent who attempts to impose um, discipline and structure and the, the disposition of the child reacts against it and you get uh, a serious, reactive, rebellious procrastinator from that type of situation. Um, and then you can also get a very organized, uh, disciplined person coming out of a situation that lacked structure entirely. I had no rules or discipline as a kid. Um, I would just, I would do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted and um, my grandpa would clean up after me so I never got a sense of like if you decide to make a five-tier pretend cake out of you know basil on top and then potatoes and then a cardboard shoebox and then a stuffed animal and then like an antique silver tray um, somebody will have to clean it it would just disappear um, so you know, I, I feel quite free, but, but now I have a lot of dishes. <laughs> My parents were really intense when I was in school, and I was not always getting great marks, but my marks were really important to them. I was under a lot of pressure, even at a very young age, and so I still kind of have that um, soundtrack in the back of my head. Uh, so now I, I do it to myself. I, I play those voices in my head as if they're still beaking at me. Uh, and so that's why I never, I would never miss an opportunity or, or you know, fail to submit a project on time uh, because I, those voices are very much with me. I think a public shaming is one of the greatest motivators um, when it comes to preventing procrastination. I will, I will get right to it and go way out of my way uh, to avoid a public shaming. Um, but uh, it, it is a very painful, it is a very painful process um, to have to do something that, well, again, where you're being forced to articulate something, but specifically in reference to yourself, where you have to construct some description or image or brand um, or pitch related to yourself. It, it, it feels um, gross. Uh, unnecessary, 
um, fakey fake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I won't lie. I've certainly had days, um, and this is usually like after I've been working very hard, like performing every day while also working, while also um, in rehearsals for the next thing that I have coming up where my body is just so tired that I need something that doesn't engage my brain or, or my body. I need, I need to just be lying prone, preferably with like a bowl of pierogies and just allowing something to happen to me that I, I don't have, I, I don't have any interaction with or something that I, I'm not a part of or not controlling or my lack of engagement doesn't mean everything goes to shit. I think there's two types of procrastination if you're an artist. Um, one is uh, a productive procrastination where you are uh, able to distance yourself from whatever project you might be working on and uh, reflect on whatever that project might be, uh, find inspiration elsewhere. Uh, and then there's a destructive uh, procrastination where um, you're caught in something and, and you're, you're afraid to tackle it. So you're, for me, that'll mean just going on a, like a stupid television show binge and watch it like right now. I'm like, I just blew through two seasons of, break, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Just blew through it. Delightful, by the way. It's really great. Um, man, it's funny. And I have a huge crush on Diaz. Anyways, uh, but blowing through that because I don't feel like working on the stuff that I should be working on because it's scary. Um, but... Uh, but then there's other times where you, you you need to stop thinking about a project so you can think about it again later. I think that, yeah, probably for a lot of artists, if their procrastination is creative, they would have more justification. For me, my procrastination is usually thoroughly unproductive and uncreative and unthinking. Like it's, if, if I'm using my brain it's like my body rejects that because like, no, you are actually doing something. This is work as well. This is like creative. Like if I'm writing a song, I'd be like, no, this is work. Like you should be fucking reading BuzzFeed lists or like browsing Imager or like something like that. You shouldn't be doing anything. Like that's that when I'm in procrastination mode, I more likely I'd just be lying in bed looking at the wall just thinking about whatever that I should be doing than actually being creative. But I... I don't know what it is. If it's, I like to think that I go I have these bursts of creativity when I'm getting stuff done, and then it burns me out. So that I have to have periods of procrastination between things. That it, hopefully my brain is refueling, but sometimes I fear that it's just rotting, and uh, maybe one day my whole life will just become procrastination to death. I know the only real obstacle for me to complete the things I actually want to achieve, like creative projects, um, is just fear. It is just like ridiculous fear. And then like, how do you, if I knew what con the conditions were to combat that fear, then I would, I think, already be doing that. Um, but I'll probably just go home and load the dishwasher instead. Well, I think that from 
From certain people's perspective, they would see um, doing a part of the creative process that doesn't look like work um, as an invalid um, or obviously procrastinatory activity. Um, and it's possible for an artist to see it that way as well. I tend to look at that kind of um, activity as just being a different uh, way of prioritizing time. Um, and you might say like, oh, I could have prioritized it better. Like, you know, I shouldn't have had to have started m my, um, you know, application at um, 5.07 a.m. when it was due at 9 a.m. in person, right? Uh, I shouldn't have had to have started it at 5.07 a.m. Um, because I was uh, reading an interesting thought piece at 3 a.m. Um, I could have read that thought piece the next day at lunch, and then I could have even maybe gotten some sleep too. Then I wouldn't be staggering around crying, right, um, the next morning. Uh, so I think it has more to do with, you really have to ask yourself, have I just inserted this otherwise legitimate part of an artistic process in at the worst possible time to torture myself? Sometimes the answer is yes, but don't hate, you know, the thought piece you wanted to read or the lily pad you wanted to draw or, you know, the, the conversation you wanted to have with your collaborator about the deepest erotic truth. Uh, don't blame the activity. Uh, blame the time you chose to put it in. Can procrastination be good? Well, here's a hot take. I say yes. Um, and for me, where it helps is, is not having a, a rigid structure. So if I'm missing certain like self-imposed deadlines, I don't freak out because I know just from the very fact that it has to get done that it will get done. Um, and it's okay if something takes a little bit longer because eventually something is not gonna take nearly as long as I thought it would. Especially something that I'm afraid of, where um, a lot of my uh, procrastination can be very fear-based, where um, I'm, s I'm scared because uh, what, you know, I, I get all like Marty and George McFly and I'm like, well, what if I do it and people think I'm no good? I just, I can't take that kind of rejection. But oftentimes, these things that I'm very afraid of, these I've created these almost unscalable mountains in my mind. And when I start climbing, I realize like, oh shit, this is just like a molehill. This is like snow fell on it. I could toboggan down this when I was in grade three. Oh, oh, that wasn't so bad at all. Um, and that kind of that gets lifted, um, and then I'm I'm freed up to do anything else that I would like to do. And I'm also invigorated by it suddenly. Those things that are indeed mountains seem much more scalable. So for me, once, especially creative things, once the idea is completed to fruition, like I've talked about it with other people, is often like the later stage of that. Um, but if I've had an idea, I kind of know what materials I want to work at. I can see what it looks like if it's a visual project. Um, and I've spoken about it with other people because I'm so excited about it and like that kind of back and forth feedback critical process has happened which is often also the 
last stage of actually creating something. I don't actually end up making it because it's done. Um, there's nothing left to do that's interesting to me, except for hard work. And that's not at all interesting to me. I think when you, when you really have it, when it's there and, you, and the impetus is there for creation, yeah, you, you want to get it out before it's gone, before, I mean, before that procrastination seeps in. And, you know, it's so easy nowadays, especially on a computer. That's why I like to go to places where there's no internet so I don't get lost in the Facebook hole. Although now libraries have internet. Uh, sometimes just, go, some coffee shops don't. Um, though that's hard because music is irritating for me for writing. Um, and it used to be the library, but now you can get Wi-Fi libraries. But, um, what, were we, what were we saying about Oh, about, um, is procrastination fear-based, basically? Oh, yeah, and then, it, so, yeah, so I think, like, when the impetus is there to, to, the creative drive is there, then I think you need to, you tackle it, and I think it's easy. It feels so easy uh, for me. Like, oh my God, how did I, I just, I just pounded out that entire draft in, you know, in a day and a half. And then you read it, and you're unhappy, and then, and then it's lost, and then you procrastinate. Uh, sometimes in a good way where you're reflecting, and sometimes in a way where you don't, you're in a self-deprecating way, and that's not a, that's not a healthy procrastination. My mom has always been that kind of type A personality. She's the one like she makes lists, makes schedules, get things done. I've learned a lot of great things from her. Like I can plan a trip like crazy. Like, oh, I'm so good at it because she was. Or I know how to, um, like when it really comes down to it, if I really need to organize myself in something, I can do it because I watched her do it and um, she's great at that. But luckily for her, she had taken off a lot of time between um, her being in school, like she got married and like she finished um, her schooling and was great at it and then you know stayed at home with uh, my brother and I and then decided to go back to um, university to get her uh, uh, B.Ed. when I was in high school and so she had taken all of her 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 life lessons with her as well that's not a traditional path and you know it was great for her that she was able to do that you know okay I'm not the one to like boom high school, university, uh, uh, grad school, or, um, you know, going to OISE, going to, you know, where I need to go, and then, uh, getting it, and then there you are. And, and you bring, no, your suitcases aren't full when you go to stay in this new place. You're going into a new environment, and you will have these variables you didn't know existed because you were so focused on on the very specific equation that you were finishing. And that equation, of course, the end, the end number as it is, is this job. But now there's a whole new language of math you have to learn. And I feel like those who maybe wander a bit, both, you know, a little bit in attention, but also just in the world, take maybe more non-traditional paths. You face resistance from your family for doing that. From your friends, you see them and you think, wow, they've really got everything together, but their time of reckoning comes as well. Everyone's does. There's no escaping it. You can't, you can't plan and organize and schedule yourself out of having to come to terms with who you are and what the world is. Maybe that's the one thing procrastinators don't procrastinate from.
Thank you for listening. This episode's contributing voices were Colonel Spencer Evoy, Glyn Bowerman, Nancy Drew, Graham Isidore, Tom Arthur Davis, Lauren Gillis, and Cat Ledwin. A podcast like ours is only a drop in the greater ocean, and it's a challenge to reach new listeners. If you have been enjoying We Muse Aloud, please bring it to the attention of someone else that you feel would derive similar enjoyment from it. Like us at facebook.com slash we muse aloud, on Twitter at we muse aloud, and share it with your social media family when you do. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Prince, an artist who accomplished so much, and did it all only when he was damned good and ready. Good, good, good.